Blog Talk Radio. difficulties here. I was just rambling on and on and realized that I was muted because, well, I wasn't, you know, this stuff happens, but I'm glad that that was brought to my attention. I'm just rambling on and the board is muted. But anyway, sorry for the long silence at the beginning. Thank you for tuning in to the radio show, The Aftermath. We uh, definitely appreciate you hitting the download button wherever this finds you during your day. Definitely appreciate it. Um, So, just to give you, uh, anybody who's listening for the first time some background, we're a show that airs every week on Tuesdays at 8 p.m., blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. The Aftermath is just a spinoff of that where we speak to businessmen and women who uh, are out here trying to, you know, make a name for themselves, and we sit down and speak with them in long form. So that's basically what we're doing here, all right? So today uh, on The Aftermath, we have a guest um it's a young man who has got together with some friends and family, and they're building up their own brewing company. It's called Our Culture Brewing. So we're talking to one of the founders of Our Culture Brewing, Isaiah Smith. We're going to get his story, talk to him. He's a very interesting dude, and I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy what you hear from him. So we're going to go ahead and get the applause going for him. Yes. Isaiah, thank you for, you know, how's it going, man? Thank you for, you know, coming on the show and uh, talking to everybody today. Hey, absolutely happy to join. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you setting setting aside some time and giving us a platform just to kind of kick it and give people a chance to learn more about what we're doing. Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, I appreciate you, um, you know, bailing me out uh, before because – my uh, my co-host and tag team partners run a little bit behind, and if not for your text message, I would have been just talking to myself because I forgot to unmute the board. So you're already paying dividends <laughs> already, so I appreciate it. Happy to help. All right, so, um, again, you know, um, appreciate you coming and stopping through. So now that you're on the show, um, if you could just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, and your background. Gotcha. So, uh I am uh, 32 years of age, uh, born and raised in Georgia, and 
you know, really right now I've spent the last, call it decade or so, uh, refining my expertise in the supply chain industry. Uh, I've worked for a couple of Fortune 500 companies. I'm currently still working for one. And things are good, but, you know, after a while you get to a particular point where you amass enough experience where you feel like you can leverage your talent and kind of strike out on your own. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to have uh, in my network a couple of other people who feel the same. So, you know, what we were able to do with this is kind of figure out how to turn a hobby into a passion, into a business. And uh, a little bit more background about our culture brewing company. Essentially, it kind of started out of our garage, you know, with this idea of us just really wanting to make beer. You know, we took a class uh, up at Hop City. Uh, the West Marietta location and spent some time uh, with them. And that day we bought a kit and kind of went back to the garage and like started brewing. And we've really been brewing ever since, but over time, you know, we noticed our beer kind of got, went from drinkable to kind of, you know, it's okay to, wow, this is actually pretty delicious. And uh, we were giving away more than what we were drinking and, you know, friends and family kind of seemed to enjoy what we were doing. So, uh, you know, we kind of sat down, looked at the talent and the the skill set uh, in the group. It's myself, my twin brother, Isaac, uh, our best friend, Shaquille, and my wife, Josie. And we thought about, you know, hey, you know, we're all doing pretty good uh, in, in different areas of our life, and we all have a pretty diverse skill set. So it seems like an opportunity to kind of branch out uh, into something that we're all passionate about that we demonstrated some type of expertise in. And we also noticed there was a gap in the market meaning that on the supply side, there's not really a lot of representation uh, uh, or diversity. And we really think that um, we have a, uh, a taste and a flavor profile uh, in our beer that can kind of fill that hole in the market and just expose people to something a little bit different to show that, uh, you know, there are different narratives and different creative forces and different ideas Uh, from different parts of the world that are here that have something to say that can produce quality, uh, world-class beer. And, you know, that's kind of what all cultures seeking to do. So uh, in a nutshell, you know, that's a little bit about me and and the origin story kind of behind our company. I appreciate you laying that out for for everybody. Um, So we're talking to Isaiah Smith. He's from Our Culture Brewing. You can visit them at ourculturebrewing.com. You're listening to the radio show, The Aftermath. So that actually what you were explaining about your background, Isaiah, actually was going to lead me into my next question is you were talking about how you started brewing and then you noticed that you it went from, you know, pretty decent to, hey, this is pretty good. So when did it graduate from hobby to passion? Because you were talking about how you were giving some to friends and stuff like that. So when did it go from, hey, this is some cool thing we could do on the weekend or something like that to, hey, we could really do something with this? Yeah, so I mean, that's an excellent question, and, you know, really it, it kind of snuck up on us. I think that in the beginning, you know, we really enjoyed the communal aspect uh, of kind of what beer does to people, bringing everybody together, you know, getting an opportunity to kind of uh, sit back and just kind of, you know, enjoy uh, a tasty beverage and, and talk about, you know, life or, or your day or, 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 you know, your plans. So, you know, beer for us was kind of, you know, a gateway to community in a sense. And when we figured out that we can influence that gateway by creating uh, craft beer, 
you know, that kind of really tension a little bit. So we started to spend more time learning, you know, really the science behind uh, the process. You know, we started extract brewing, which is uh, where I recommend anybody who's trying to get into the hobby. It's a great place to start. Don't let anybody tell you that extract brewing's not real beer. You know, it's not really about uh, mastering the craft for everybody. Sometimes it's just about trying to experiment and create and have fun. So we kind of started in that arena, and then once we decided it was something uh, we had an aptitude for and we were getting better at it, we really kind of honed in and started increasing our knowledge base around the educational side of, like, what makes a hop, you know, uh, what particular – uh, pH balance should be uh, for the mash and like all these details that really give you the control to produce that quality beer. Uh, so turning into that kind of increased our uh, the quality of our results. And then we just saw that really you get in what you put what you put in, and we were putting a lot of time into it, and it was yielding great results. I, I think the moment for me was when we had had a five gallon keg and. Um, you know, it's that's our standard batch size, and we uh, reached the end of that keg very quickly. And I was asking the group, you know, hey, how many did you get a growler? You know, how many beers did you have? And between us, I think maybe we had, you know, maybe a gallon between the four of us, and the other four gallons we gave away. And so people were really, you know, excited. You know, friends and family that would come through, or we bring a growler over over our parents' house or over a friend's house. And people were really excited about the, the, the thing that we were pouring in the glass for them, and they were hearing the stories and just the angles uh, on how we were creating the beer. And we thought, you know, hey, that's really interesting to us, and we enjoy that experience. So me being the supply chain background, you know, I kind of put the numbers together and started working on the business plan and stuff. And I figured that we actually had something that could be profitable uh, that would tie our skill sets and our passion into this company. So, you know, that's kind of when it took the turn for us. No, I, yeah, and you, you explained it, you know, so well about the gradual process from it going to where this is something that it was like eye-opening for you, like, hey, you know, this is something that we can turn into our actual, like, job. So, um, yeah, that's that's good. So it brings me to another question when we're talking about, the term our culture the name of the beer is called our culture you know our culture brewing so it seems like it alludes to not just you and your team but um our as far as us black people so why was it important to incorporate the black culture into your name you know we wanted something that represented uh you know who we were and you know i want to be clear that you know we are we are who we are and you know, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, secret to that. You know, we are African Americans, uh, you know, who are trying to put together a, a brewing company. And, you know, I, I don't think that's something that needs to be, uh, you know, shouted from the rooftops or something that's going to fundam- fundamentally make our beer different, right? Like the, the first part of our culture brewing company is to make world-class beer. Uh, but the other part behind that is it's important for us to, to be a representation of who we are in the public space to show to people that there are black people who do these things. There are people of color who have interests in this industry, who have a talent or a proficiency for the craft, who have the requisite skills and experience to excel there. So we wanted something that, 
you know, would showcase that and uh, paint that picture. And, you know, really, our culture is, is, is broad, it's wide, it's deep, it's, it encompasses so many things. And there's room for everybody inside of it, right? So I wanted to make sure that we could also communicate that our culture is our culture, but there are pieces of our culture that over time, you know, we mesh with that necessarily didn't originate from us, meaning that our culture is also American culture to a particular extent because we are African-American. So it's really trying to, to bring this thing to the forefront of just being, hey, this is who we are, this is what we stand for, and we want that to be known, and we want to serve as a, uh, a beacon of light to other people outside the industry who may not think that there's a place for them here because they don't see themselves represented uh, front and center in this industry. So we, we seek to be that. Okay, yeah, that's good clarity. It's just basically saying, yes, it's our culture, but we want to share that with the rest of the world. So, yeah, again, it's a good way of putting that out there and letting your product know that it is for everybody, anybody who wants to sit down and enjoy a nice cold beer after a long day or whenever you enjoy your adult beverages. Again, we are talking to Isaiah Smith. He's one of the co-founders of Our Culture Brewing. I'm M16. This is the radio show, The Aftermath. Now, Isaiah, I have another question for you here about this, and it pertains to, I guess, how how do you, like, I'm sure people had the question of what goes into home brewing from beginning to end. Like, if you could just give us a brief synopsis on how that starts, because for for majority of people, you know, when you go to a restaurant or you go to the store, the beer's already, it's ready to go, you pop the top on it, and you enjoy it. But your end is different because you're making it. So how does that process start? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the closest thing to magic that I could uh, say that I know exists, that I've seen with my own eyes. I say that because you take water, grain, and hops, and at the end of this thing, you have some type of, you know, complex, uh, tasty, uh, you know, very heavy aroma of, you know, whatever you're going for, uh, you know, liquid that's in this glass that, can be, you know, as dark as motor oil and tastes like chocolate, or it can be as clear as, you know, uh, a golden bronze hue, and it tastes like uh, biscuits. So, and, and, and all from, you know, pretty much the same uh, type of ingredients. You know, there's different styles in that. But at a very high level, man, it's, it's, it's really just trying to master your relationship your ratio between your water and your grain, and that's going to give you your wort. And your wort is this liquid that basically has uh, all of the sugar that you got from the grain in it. So you boil your wort, you throw in some hops at a particular intervals of time. That gives you your bitterness and your uh, aroma. And at the end, uh, when you're done with that, you have to introduce yeast into it. And yeast uh, imparts certain flavor or uh uh, to the beer. Uh, but at the end of that, the yeast eat the sugar and they actually create the alcohol. So alcohol is a result of the yeast eating the sugar. And then after that, you carb it up with some CO2 and uh, chill it down and you got a nice cold, nice cold beer. But you inside of so, that... You make it sound so easy. Like to somebody like me, is like 
it sounds so complicated because like that's out of my league as far as you know coming up with that. And you were just saying like, yeah, you just add this, it's like that. It's like you know asking a baker to tell their you know their secrets. And you like I said, you just make it sound like it's it's simple, but I know it's more complicated than what you make it sound like. Well, I say that you know it's as complicated as you want to make it. Uh, you know, if your goal is to produce some type of uh, serviceable, you know drinking uh you know liquid that you can have that's cold and it has some alcohol in it anybody can anybody can do that you know if you want to if you want to make a world class beverage that's going to uh be able to like carry the intention and the creativity that you're trying to put into it and have that translate into the consumer that's art that's hard but you know over time i think nobody starts at at the place i just mentioned everybody starts at the beginning and it's very approachable if you sit back and take the time. And, and what I'll say is, you know, our culture is about also is about education. And that education part, I think, helps with the representation. So if there's anybody that wants to learn how to brew or, you know, is interested in the brewing process or, you know, would like to see how it's done, once this COVID stuff blows over, man, you know, uh, we'll, we'll do something with our social. you got a website. We have a contact us. Reach out. Like, I'm all about showing our community, you know, how to engage with these things to uh, give them another outlet to express themselves. Now, that's that's really cool to to be able to, you know, put that out there. Um, Again, the website for Our Culture is ourculturebrewing.com. And uh, my uh, tag team partner and co-host finally made it in, my man EZ. What's up, man? He finally... uh, came in to join us and I believe he has a question for you. What's up, man? My man. My man, what's going on, dude? Oh, we good. Cool, man. So uh what I got for you, um what would you tell someone that's not really a beer drinker, um, about the flavor of your product and I guess what would be your selling pitch to get them to try your product, even though they don't usually drink beer? I would say I would say part of this is about comfort zone and then part of this I think is systemic about you know our our relationship with alcohol uh in this country and kind of the way we're introduced. So without getting too heavy into it, I think at, at scale a lot of our introductory experiences into beer is not through the craft beer avenue, let's say. You know, it's with a typical, you know, lager that doesn't have a lot of body, doesn't have a lot of flavor, doesn't have a lot of texture, it's not very uh, creative and sometimes doesn't sit well on the palate. So I think when most people engage with beer and that's the first thing that they touch, it paints this negative context about beer as a whole. So I want to say beer is not a monolith. I've had beer that tastes like strawberries. I've had beer that tastes like chocolate. I've had beer that tastes like sweet potatoes. I've had beer that tastes like uh, you know, like a like a uh, a garden, you know, like a like a herb garden. So there are so many different flavors and styles out there that are available for you to try if you give it a chance. So I'd say for the person that doesn't like beer who's thinking about trying to give it another look, try a different style. Figure out what you like, what flavor profiles you enjoy in other parts, like you know, what food flavor profiles do you like. What uh, coffee flavor flavor profiles do you like? What tea flavor profiles do you like? And then try to find those things in beer. So one of the things about our culture is, though, 
particularly our product, it is an expression of uh, our individual experiences. So I, I mentioned at the top of the at the call here that you know there's four people uh, who are who helped start this company with me, and we're all brewers. You know, we're all we all have beers, we all have experience. Uh, you know, with uh, making this our product, we all create recipes, we all read and research and try to stretch the craft. So what you're getting when you try our culture's beer is you're getting my perspective, you know, you're getting my experiences, you're getting Josie's experiences, you're getting Shaquille's experiences, and, you know, they, they, are, they are part of you. You know, we all grew up, uh, you know, in the kitchen with our grandmother or our mom and, you know, helping them cook or, you know, out there uh, on the grill with our uncle, you know, doing this, that, and the third. And it's, it's those flavors, it's those experiences, it's those, it's those memories that we try to distill into our product uh, through the flavor of combinations that we create. A popular one that people seem to enjoy is my wife, is my wife uh, Josie's Goza recipe. It's brewed with coriander, pink Himalayan sea salt, lemongrass, and a couple of other awesome ingredients. And it's a very chill, refreshing, uh, thirst-quenching beer that has an earthiness to it that sits well on the palate that is perfect for a hot day like we're having. Uh, You know, we have a double IPA that we brew with honey that is uh, not very bitter at all, but uh, more on the sweeter side, but has the complexity and texture and uh, nose uh, of an IPA. So there's so many things out here, man. You just got to give it a try. And one of the relationships we've tried to establish with our customers, talk to us. What do you, what do you like? What do you want to try? Like, let's, let's brew a beer together. You know, I, right now at the beginning stages, like I, I'm trying to incorporate as much of the community into this process as we can, so we can build that relationship from the ground up. Isaiah, right. one more follow-up for you, um, and I might have missed this earlier, but for you at the end of the day, what is the end goal for you by taking on this business adventure? What do you, you know, 30 years from now, you look at it and you say, man, th- this is what I wanted it to be. What would that look like for you? Well, I would say it's, it's bigger than beer. Uh, the end game for this, for me and, you know, and my colleagues at our culture is uh, we want to, again, show that it's possible for you to uh, merge your talents with your passion and be whatever you want to be in this world. You want to be an astronaut, be an astronaut. You want to be a brewer, be a brewer. You want to be a hockey player, be a hockey player. Just because you don't see somebody you know, immediately in your sphere of influence to make this thing possible doesn't mean that there's not somebody out here trying to make it or that you can't make it. So for us, it's really about trying to just demonstrate that uh, through finding our purpose and aligning our passion and our skill set with something that we want to share with the world, inspire other people to do the same. You know, on, on, on the business end of it, you know, I'd be happy if we had, you know, just a little spot somewhere in the community that people could come and share this uh, family environment and dynamic that we've tried to, you know, always surround ourselves with. You know, again, the, the, the prime aspect that's so attractive to us about beer besides the creative portion of it is just a sense of community. What it does to people when they gather around and just have a cold one and talk and, and relate and kind of just relax and, and, and get to know one another. 
I've had more conversations, uh, meaningful conversations over a beer than I have had, you know, at work or, you know, stuck in traffic on a cell phone or, or whatever. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do with this. That's what we're trying to bring to the world. Representation, find our own slice of happiness, and, um, you know, show that it's possible uh, for people to find their passion. All right. So, again, we're talking to Isaiah Smith. He's one of the co-founders of Our Culture Brewing. You can visit them at ourcultureBrewing.com. I have another question here for you, Isaiah, and you kind of alluded to it uh, again in your answer from EZ's question is, finding your place in the community as far as, you know, being a part of what people would recognize when they want to sit down and have an adult beverage. But where can people get their hands on your product or where can they expect or when can they expect to get their hands on your soon-to-be famous adult beverage? (laughs) That's an excellent question. And, uh, you know, without getting too deep into the certifications and licensing requirements, we're uh, closing in on trying to find a space right now to complete our licensing. Uh, so we're hoping to have uh, a physical space and build out secured with licensing done sometime in 2021. Uh, however, uh, I can't go into too much detail about it now, but there is uh, some collaborations brewing for us that we're hoping to release um, in the city in the coming months. So stay, stay tuned. No uh, pun intended. And- I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm I'm assuming that uh when this this information comes you know to the forefront um it's going to be on your website but where else can people online find your brand That's an excellent question. So we have a Facebook, uh we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, we have a YouTube, we have a Twitch channel uh and all of those are leveraging the handle uh our culture brewing. Uh, way to get in touch with us would to start with the website, and then the website has links to all of our social media. And um, we're working on fleshing out our website to include uh, social media links to the individual co-founders and well as well, so you can get to know a little bit more about us, you know, outside of uh, the company and, and things of that nature. Nice. Again, just to repeat, the website is ourculturebrewing.com. They have uh, all their information on the page, as Isaiah just said, you know, to get you uh, involved in it. Because, you you know, you guys are trying to start a movement. And here with our show, we're trying to help other people with their movements. You know, we, we want to partner with, you know, great businesses, with great minds like yourself and help push them to the moon as uh, much as we can on our end. So it's great to hear, you know, young, you know, brothers and sisters building up and putting themselves out there to live their dreams. So it's great to hear that. So with that being said, on on this show, um, this particular show, Isaiah, we play a little bit of a a game, you know, as we get towards the end here. It's a game called Don't At Me, where I'm going to ask you some questions, give you a couple of choices, and you got to put your stamp on it by giving the answer and then at the end putting Don't At Me on there. Like, look, I'm saying this is what it is. Can't nobody argue with me. This is it right here. So, you know, if you're down to play the game, man, we can have some fun with this if you're uh, if you're ready. Let's let's go. Let's do it. Let's do that. All right. I might even ask you a couple too easy because it's always fun to see where your mind is on these two. All right. Let's start here with the first one here, Isaiah. What's the better food that goes with beer, wings or burgers? 
Ooh, uh, that that's a tough choice. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say burger, man. I mean, it's something about like a uh, a medium well uh, or you know a medium burger with a with a good clean crisp lager or ale. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> you say don't at me. Easy, what you say, man? What goes better with your ice cold brew, man? Wings or burger? Uh, I'm gonna go with wings just because that's what I'm used to. But so uh, let's go wings. Don't at me. All right, Isaiah, who's a better entertainer, Chris Brown or Usher? Oof, um, man, that's that's interesting. Uh, I'm a little older, so I remember when Usher was like first out on the scene and really the the next almost Michael Jackson to a particular extent. So I'm gonna say Usher. Don't at me. Easy. What about you, man? All this disagreement, but I gotta disagree. Uh, it's Chris Brown. Don't at me. Uh, well, that begs a follow-up from both of you. So, well, Usher, why would you why would you say he's better or a better entertainer, Isaiah? I'd say Usher's a better entertainer only because, um, you know, really, without Usher, where would Chris Brown be? Think about it like that. Ah, he went the influence route. Easy. What about you, man? What makes Chris Brown better, man? I think if you just look at his uh, complete body of work and how long he's done it for at a consistently high level um, and relevant, I think it's Chris Brown. But Chris Brown would tell you that he's influenced more by Michael Jackson. Yeah, you could see it, Mm. though. You could see it in his dance moves that he was influenced by Michael Jackson. If I was the one playing the game, I probably would have picked Chris Brown because I... I like them both, but I think I got more Chris Brown songs that I like than Usher. But they're both great. You can't go wrong with either one. All right. Next one. All right, Isaiah. Who is the supervillain that you would least want problems with? Thanos or Magneto? Uh, Thanos, because he's just relentless. He is. Don't at me. <laughs> Either you want in on that one? Yeah, it's definitely Thanos. Don't at me. I do not want any problems with him. He says all it takes is a snap of a finger, and as Isaiah said, he's relentless. He will not stop. Not that Magneto is a guy who'll stop either, but Thanos is just a little bit more rugged, man. All right. Isaiah, what's the better video game system, Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation, hands down, no question. Don't at me. Oh, my gosh. Come on now. Don't at I mean, it, like, 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 if you want, if you want, if you want to get an Xbox, just get a PC. No, you gotta like, go, you gotta go Xbox there. Come on. My God. Halo. Dude, yes. This is two days in a row. Destiny. Don't at me. It's PlayStation. Let's go. Uh, it begs so many follow-ups. I don't want to even bog it down with <laughs> so many follow-ups, but you gotta go Xbox right there. <laughs> But this is, you, you know, you're the one playing the game. You said PlayStation, I'm not going to at you. I'm, I might at you at a later <laughs> date, but, you know. <laughs> All right, last one here. Who would you rather sit down and have a beer with if you were sitting down with a WWE superstar? Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? Uh, the Rock, every day of the week. I mean, he's just had such an interesting story about uh, getting into the, you know, the family business and, Seeing what he's been able to do with it is just inspiring and uh, awesome. Don't at me. Nice. 
Man, you played the game well. First time on the show, first time playing Don't At Me. Isaiah Smith doing his thing for our culture brewing on the aftermath. Man, that was, um, you know, I try to come up with the tough questions on that one, man, and you hung in there. You know, I try to I try to give you hard choices, and you're like, yep, you were you were decisive about decisive. your answer. Yes, that's how you got to be. Go. That's how you play Don't At Me. That's a segment that's exclusive here to the radio show, The Aftermath. So, Isaiah, before we, um, you know, sort of get things wrapped up here, again, if you could just uh, tell the people where they can find you again on social media, we want to just try to drive that home again and just let them know how they can get in contact with you to, you know, see what you got going on here in the near future. For sure. So uh, our website's the best place, uh, ourculturebrewing.com. Uh, we also have an uh, Instagram with the same handle. We have a Twitter, a Facebook, and a YouTube all with the same handle as well. But if you go to ourculturebrewing.com, you'll find links to all that there. So looking forward to hearing from you guys. I would really love to engage and just kind of start this dialogue about uh, how do we change what craft beer means to us. Nice. It's super interesting to sit down, like I said, again, to talk to young entrepreneurs out here trying to make it happen. It's, it's just, you know, I love seeing stuff like this. You know, this show exists to help build for lack of a better word, our culture. So it's fantastic that you came on here, Isaiah, and, you know, gave us some time and let the people know about what you and your family and friends are building up. It's great to hear, man. And, again, appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to the radio show. Absolutely. And I just, uh, before I get out of here, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention some of the other uh, up-and-coming breweries out here in this city uh, that are, you know, carrying that same torch. So you got... Atlantucky, which is uh, put together by the awesome Nappy Roots. You have uh, Conzo Brewing, which is currently in the market and available. You have Down Home Brewing, which is also currently in the market and available. You have Off the Wall uh, Brewing Company. They're up and coming, uh, up and coming as well. And you have Indigo uh, 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 Beer Project, and you also have uh, Soul Brothers as well. So Atlanta. You are in a in for a treat, you know, over the next, uh, call it, you know, six to uh, 12 months about some really awesome, interesting, flavorful beers that are, gonna, that are coming straight from your culture, uh, from our culture to, to your lips. So looking forward to it. Now, that is, that is fantastic to hear. And just to let the listeners know who hit this download button, we recorded this on a Saturday, so this will be coming out on, if you're listening to this, it's going to be on Sunday, but we recorded it on a Saturday and it'll be out there on all of our we got so many partners easy help me like make sure I don't forget any so you can go to let's see Spotify Google Podcasts TuneIn who else am I missing Apple Podcasts uh, the goat the goat Apple Podcasts this guy don't have me ask Isaiah another don't add me question Real fast. I want to see what he says about this. <laughs> did I? I want to make sure that did I get them all? We're on a bunch of. We're, we're just on a bunch of stuff. Okay. If you just everywhere, search, there's no excuse for not to not find us. There, there isn't. We are literally on every streaming platform that's available. Stitcher Radio, you name it. If you just search "It's the Radio Show," you'll find us. And we're gonna uh, post this show all throughout social media when it drops. You know, so you can, uh, you know, take a listen to everything that we have to offer. But I am going to ask Isaiah before he goes, what is the better streaming music service? Is it Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon? Am I missing one? Did I miss any of them? Tidal, Amazon, 
I believe. Did I get them all? Yeah, that sounds like all of them to me. I'm going to say Amazon, don't at me, only because I have Alexas and Echoes and all this stuff, and I can kind of just play music throughout my house without even thinking about it. So that's that's the that's the champ one for me. Don't add I'm me. I'm okay with that answer because you didn't say Spotify. Thank you. Well, first off, <laughs> let's say again that Spotify is a fantastic partner of ours, and we would never demean them. And also, at the same time, they're all great. You can't lose with any one of them. So we'll just go ahead and say give a thumbs up to uh, Isaiah saying that Amazon was cool. We'll we'll let him slide with that one, even though the correct answer is Spotify, but we're not going to coach him up on that. No problem. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself, sir. I know you're the Apple Music king of the world, you're the Apple, but I do want to let you know that uh, My niece quick. is as well, for the record, my niece. Okay, her too. I'm not going to mention, we're not going to mention about, you know, uh, one of our previous guests from the other day, Detroit Black. He signed up for Spotify last night after the conversation, but we're not going to get into that. But Isaiah, man, again, ourculturebrewing.com, you want to check him out. Definitely appreciate you stopping by on the Aftermath. And, you know, we're going to have to have you back on again where we get the rest of the crew on, and we'll talk some more after you fully launch um, everything and get it out there, okay? For sure. That would be awesome, man. And, uh, again, I just want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to have a platform to to spread our message and that I really, really, truly appreciate uh, the energy and effort that you guys are putting into trying to, you know, boost the 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 best parts of our culture working for that positive change, man. So hats off to you guys, and uh, I enjoy the show. So happy to be on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. And, again, you know, we'll have you back on again soon. Great interview, great business, our culture brewing. Isaiah Smith on the Aftermath. Check them out. Man, easy, another Aftermath and another – Dope interview. How you feeling over there? Uh, sorry for my tardiness, but, uh, you know, I think, like I said last night, I think these interviews keep getting better and better. And what I really love about our platform is that we're helping people um, get their businesses and their messages across. And ain't nothing better than uh, doing it within our own community. Absolutely. That That term, our culture, it's a great name for a brand because it speaks to so many different things. So definitely appreciate Isaiah Smith coming on to talk to us. Another quick piece of business before we get out of here. We got another Aftermath out there. Easy and I did an awesome roundtable interview with Edson Sean and Detroit Black, two great artists. It's out there available on Spotify for you to download in the archives. Go check them out. It's on Spotify and all the other stuff we named, Google, podcast we are all over the place so please make sure you go and check those out and then also come and check us out on tuesday at eight o'clock p.m eastern time blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show we're back on live um we're probably gonna have race talk at the beginning of the show again easy i know we'd be trying to kind of keep things light but we're gonna end up with race talk again at the beginning that's what it looks like well, with everything going on right now, I think, um, to be honest, uh, 16, I think it's our job to um, address those issues uh, openly. Uh, yeah. We are a, you know, like platform, and I think that um, it's part of our job to do so. No, so looking forward to talking true. about it. Yes, you're absolutely true. And sometimes we try to avoid that stuff, but we can't 
this one we just can't. We just can't. So no, no, not 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 especially when it directly affects our community. And it does, and it does. So we'll try to give voice to that as best we can. But again, uh, we appreciate everybody hitting the download button. Please subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate all that stuff. So. We're going to leave everybody back to their regularly scheduled day, no matter what you're doing right now. So, Easy, before we get out of here, man, um, you know, you got anything else, you know, any other things to get off your chest before we get up out of here? Hey, you guys that are out there uh, protesting, just be safe. Um, Things can get crazy really fast, so just be safe out there and make sure we're getting our message across. Absolutely, because remember when, and I mean this, Sincerely, when you say the phrase "Black Lives Matter," it really does mean that all lives matter. We're just raising our hands, saying we want to be treated just the same as anyone else. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. I said what I said. No doubt about it. And and remember, let's let's keep it peaceful. There's there's no need for uh, us to be destroying our own communities. Please be safe out there and wear a mask. For God's sake, the Rona is still out there. But we appreciate y'all, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. This has been the radio show, The Aftermath. Thanks to Isaiah Smith for coming on. We appreciate it. OurCultureBrewing.com, check them out. <laughs>